Welcome back to Send Him Off. Uh, another preseason preview for you today. And we are right at the top of the alphabetical chain. Uh, I probably should have done this first to uh, satisfy my clinging need for order. But, uh, oh well, you know, we're a week late. Uh, we are, of course, talking about Arsenal. I'm I'm Sam, as always. And as always, is joining me. Always. Oh, I buggered that up, and I. As always, joining me <laughs> is my ever-present podcasting partner, Alex. You can tell we're recording this on a Monday, can you? Yes, I'm You can tell. But we're not alone, of course. We're not alone. This is the pre-season, uh, pre-season run-up. We got Dennis. We got Dennis. Yep. Yeah, Sam, you introduce him because last time, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to do it. I did we my little intro. Yeah, you do we it. We all know what happened. Yeah, we got Dennis with us from the Sideline Talk podcast and Rivalry Aside TV. Dennis, how are you doing? Thank you for joining us. All good, mate. All good, boys. Uh, thanks for having me on. Like you said, Monday, so, you know, we've got to keep going, but the work continues. We move. How are you, boys? You all right? Yeah, yeah good. Bad. I think you're the first person to ask how we are, to be fair. That might be the thank first you. time. Thank you know you. what? Thank you for asking. I'm good. <laughs> About time someone did. <laughs> and the rest of you, shame on uh, you. Yeah, shame <laughs> on you. But no, good. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, yeah. yeah. No problem. We, we talk some Arsenal. Should we not? <laughs> to be fair, we not? to be fair, we normally talk ass, but yeah. <laughs> today we talk well, so uh, there's not much difference. Uh, yeah, what? Uh, so, Dan, what are your overriding thoughts going into the season? Um, I think the same as everyone, really. I think I'm preaching for the Arsenal choir. Like, I'm a bit disappointed that as much business hasn't happened. Um, I think we were one of many teams that needed a lot doing. I think Arsenal, Tottenham were in the sort of same boat as each other, where they needed a lot of Deadwoods being released and sort of a lot of new players coming in. Um, we've made some signings, obviously Ben White being announced finally, but the excitement over that was a bit underwhelming because it was sort of it was sort of a, a ticking time bomb because everyone knew it was going to happen. Um, but for me, yeah, I think there's still so much work to do, and the fact we're the first game of the season in in two weeks' time, and it's, it's less than two weeks now, is a big worry. Because um, there's still some skeletons there in closets, and I think, I think the real big issues haven't been addressed, and we're focusing on areas that we don't necessarily need to. But I'm nervous. Um, obviously, last season wasn't great, but there's just there's just so much work to do in that team, and I don't envy anyone in the in the in the dressing room really, players or the coaching staff or the manager or even the board, because it is a lot of work to be done, and you can't. There's not much to sell with Arsenal, but yeah, I'm I'm hoping there's going to be some big things happening in the next two weeks at least. Something needs to impress us because at the moment nothing really has. Do you know what? Before we came on, I could like you were you were bubbly, we were fun, we were having a bit of banter. The minute we start talking about Arsenal, the <laughs> life it just it almost as if, even mentioned the word Arsenal, it was like it sucked it out of you. But I can see what yeah. you're talking about because like you talk about Ben White and like Arsenal seem to be like sniffing around clubs. With, you know, without being disrespectful, like Brighton, like you mm. know, I, I'm looking at you, Anderlecht, you know, yeah, yeah. and I know, I know Anderlecht have got, you know, they got a, a tidy academy of like you know young players and things like that, but it almost yeah. seems as if like the caliber of players you're looking at has like dropped because yeah. you know eighth last season is for for a team like Arsenal, it's pretty unacceptable. You know, as, as an Arsenal fan, you you probably said it yourself plenty of times down the ground or yeah. to whoever, but it just seems as if like the caliber of players you're looking at just has, has dropped off and you're paying 50 and I know you know the money that's being spent these days is insane ridiculous whatever yeah but 50 million for, for a Brighton defender doesn't happen very often so like what's yeah. your thought like is is he that good 
do you think he'll be that good? Do you think he's going to fit in? I think he could be. Um, but I think the problem is now you pay these days, you're paying for what they could be in a couple of years. You're time. paying for the potential. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We had someone yeah. else said that. And you're not paying for what they actually are now. When you look yeah. at him on paper, look mm-hmm. at him. He didn't even get a minute in the Euros. If you look at the standard he's at at the moment, he didn't even get any sort of, um, he didn't, he wasn't even a contender for the, for the Euros as a centre back, really. Um, so because you had Tyrone Mings and stuff performing, like, and the fact that you look at players like Varane being signed for 40 million when he's but that's got that's what I was thinking because, like, you know, you are City sniffing around here and you've got United, Varane, yeah. and you know, Sancho it, and things like that. It does make it, it does put it into perspective. Are we be, really ripping ourselves off? Because you look at him, he's got God knows how much silverware behind his belt. And you look at Brighton, they've got some really good centre halves. Ben White is one of a few. So I don't think he'll be a massive loss on them personally. They've got the likes of Lewis Dunk and um, even Webster. I know they're sort of good players. I'm not saying they're at his, that Ben White's at their level. Obviously, it's a di- completely different ball game. But I think in a few, I think he's got a big, big weight on his shoulders because that sort of money being spent, money being spent on the centre half, it's a big statement. Uh, it's a statement by Arsenal. Don't get me wrong. I'm proud. I'm, I'm glad we've sort of gone out and done that. I just hope it is. Um, reciprocated in other areas of the field because usually I'm quite reserved when it comes to like transfers with Arsenal because I know we seem to leave it into the 59th minute of the 11th hour we always seem to do that like deadline day announcement um, but the fact that there's just so much to do and in my opinion our centre-half would have been the last piece of the puzzle I don't think there is there was much need for a centre-half in terms of um, like our squad depth because we've got plenty of them at the moment Obviously, the whole Saliba situation is just bizarre. Mm. So, it was just a shock to me. I think there was probably like every other position, every other area of the field which we could work on. We needed a backup left back. We got that. Bellerin's looking out of sorts. So, I think it is the fact that he is a centre half and we've spent that money on him because it wasn't really necessary. Good, good for the point of looking like we're, you know, we mean business, but. I think if another club wanted to spend 50 million on Ben White, he would have obviously turned his head the other way. Um, so it's just the fact that we gave in, really. Because um, on paper, I'd say he's 35 million max, perhaps not even that. It's just a case of English tax and that he's so young. But, but yeah, I'm trying to not be too negative about it because he is a good player. Um, it, it's just, I mean, he looked good yesterday. It's just about what he brings to the table. Can he bring enough to the table right now? Because we're in a position where we need players to make a change now, not in two, three years' time. Um, like we just mentioned about eighth place, you know, we need to really start aiming back where we where we used to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, you said you won't be too negative. I am now going to be a negative Nancy again. Uh, <laughs> it's just my job on this podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm looking through the squad, and I said this a while ago, like, towards the end of last season as well. There's just so much deadwood at Arsenal. And I yep. think what we needed to do was get rid of it. And I'm looking at it and they haven't, <laughs> for me, yeah. a lot of it. I mean, I know there was talk about Shaka um, yeah. being deadwood, but I mean, he had a really good Euros. Obviously scored yesterday yesterday or the yeah. day before against Chelsea. Um, mm-hmm. So but perhaps turn the corner maybe. Um, but then you look at like, I don't know, like Torreira, even Almeni, I don't re- I don't rate personally. Um, yeah. Kolasinac. Like there's just a lot of players who are on the wage bill, uh, probably are going to be shipped off at some point. And I'm just, 
I'm not sure that some of these players are the type of players that's going to get you top four. Um, mm. But then, I, you know, you look at players like Saka, Thomas Partey, who didn't do much for me last year, but maybe he'll have a big season. I, similarly to what I said about Thiago uh, when we did the Liverpool one, I think he maybe needed the season to bed himself in, see what yeah. Premier League is like, but maybe maybe there's a special season coming. Smith Rowe um, is another one. Martinelli as well. He was riddled with injury last year, wasn't he? So Yeah, this is the thing, like, and with Partey as well, he, he barely had an injury to his yeah. to his name and then he come to Arsenal and all of a sudden he's one of the most injury-prone players of the season. Um so, yeah, we've had an issue with that. We haven't really seen him develop and we haven't seen what we can of him yet. There's still a lot to see from, from Partey. He obviously picked up a knock yesterday, but hopefully it's not too serious. He just needs to get out of that and find rhythm because he hasn't had enough game time to actually set a precedent in that midfield. Yeah. Um, and like you said, clearly there is a lish- an issue there. I think Jacka gets a lot of slate, but like the names you've just mentioned, they're all bigger fish to fry. Um even not just midfield, you've got players like Bellerin. What is he doing? He's not been playing. We should have really sold him like two seasons ago. And it's quite refreshing to see people like Chambers not get mentioned in the Deadwood because he's actually come out on top. Mm. Him and Bellerin had similar injuries and Chambers has somehow gained the yard. Bellerin's lost about three. Uh, This just shows you like what sort of has happened to the Arsenal team. Three years ago, Bellerin would have been worth arguably 40 million um, when he was in his peak. Now we'd be lucky to get 20. So we do really need to like start getting the ball rolling with with the Deadwood, like you say. And the players we have not even got rid of at the moment, but either loaned or just let out on a free of the players I probably wouldn't have really minded staying. People like Saliba, um, I was quite looking forward to see him come in this season. It doesn't look like he's going to play for Arsenal again now. His number's been given away and he's that's two loans in the trot without even playing a game for him. So... It's just I don't understand the intention, the thought process, because we spent twenty-seven million on him, and he's not even being considered for first team. Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure what's being seen on the training ground, but yeah, um, like you said, Jack has had a few good games. I'd, I'd keep him in there, definitely. I think it's too late now, anyway. I think for the price that we're looking at selling him for, we wouldn't replace him well enough. No, um, no. and you've got you've got to really look at it and think: is the juice worth the squeeze? Like, is it is it worth getting rid of someone? To, to bring when you you might not be able to replace him keep him for another season um, people like Lacazette as well everyone slanders Lacazette I think with a good number 10 behind him he can deliver he was our top goal scorer last season so I mean I, I don't know why we're trying to look at the players that saved us last season and be like oh get rid of them when there was so many other issues um, like Guendizi went out alone I like him he's got a bit of grit um, so he would have been one of the last people again for me to, to sort of say oh, we'll but this is the problem the players that the Deadwood we've got it's going to be very hard to get attention like around them because they've not shown anything and we, this is the reason why we need to get rid of them and some of them are not young either people like Kulosinyak you know they're in they're in their final years of the season so it's, it's, it's tough. I think at the moment I've only got one confident area and that's probably the front three. Like you mentioned, Martinelli. Um, hopefully he'll come like rising star now because he had a long time out. Uh, he's been quite unlucky. You know, you've got Smithrow, Saka. Hopefully like the front three looks quite quite composed and I think I think Pepe's going to have the best season of his life. Yeah. I honestly believe he's... I think he started to show towards the end like I'm coming now. I'm, I'm ready sort of thing. So... But yeah, it's it's really tricky because it's it, it's tough to even talk about because it's just like it's a repetitive stage now. 
And now we're not even in Europe. When you haven't even got Europe to sort of look at, we're only going to be playing football. What once we come out of the Carabao Cup, it's going to be very, very you know thin minutes for some players. So the depth is something we don't necessarily need. I think you kind of said it all there. Once you come out of the Carabao Cup, and it just seems like there's a lack of like ambition at Arsenal. And I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. If, I can't remember exactly. Was it Arsenal that would do a takeover from the owners of Spotify? Was that was yeah. it you lot? What's happened there? I need to because this is this is not something that's got anything to do. I don't think. Um, oh my gosh, his name, the manager, he's left my mind. Arteta. Arteta, yeah, Arteta, yeah sorry, left my mind. No, no, Daniel Ek. <laughs> no, no. I was, I, but I, I don't think this has got you know. This is not really his fault. The 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 um, recruitment, the signings. Mm. This is obviously something higher up. So where do you stand on all that? Is it like Kroenke? Who is it? Yeah, I mean, I went like I went to the the Kronke out protest, the first one. Um, what made me laugh was how it took a, something like a super league to get the to get the mm. fans going, to get yeah. the heads like really really angry. Um, but it's beyond that. The problem at Arsenal is way beyond that. We we're, we're spending money outrageously, and we're not spending it on the right areas. Um, and when you've got someone like Edu, you know, at the top, someone that has been an Arsenal player and supposedly you know born and bred Arsenal, and he, there's only a certain amount of time you can be patient um, and the Cronkies like they don't seem to really care about football or the fans they've shown that multiple times I don't I, I'm not in a position to say Daniel Ek will come in and do well like I'm not going to say oh just because he's got one of the best music platforms in the world he's going to shine and do the same with Arsenal because I don't know what sort of if we're in a position to take gambles like that of course we want new owners in but will that solve the problem I'm not. I'm not entirely convinced because, like you, like we just mentioned, we're not very. We're not a really convincing club to join at the moment. Um, if I'm a player, like there's there's all these rumours about us wanting to get Madison. If I'm someone like that, would you really go somewhere where there's personally? I'd stay at Leicester. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's. I think we're going to really struggle to even attract like. Even your Aston Villas and stuff like they're they're signing some great players this season. Um, like they've just had a deal with Liam Bailey, great little winger from from the German league uh, from Leverkusen. I don't even think we'd be able to attract players like that at the moment because there's nothing that we can offer that other teams can't. Um, and I I get you can say oh Arsenal are on the build, you know they're looking at trying to go back. The next couple of years are going to be big for them. But how long have we been saying that? Besides winning the FA Cup, we've been in this position for years where we're trying to creep back up to the top four and nothing's nothing's really progressed. But if we hadn't have won the FA Cup two season, uh, two years ago, there would be nothing to show that we're sort of in a position now where we're um, getting back on our feet. And the players we have got at the moment that we should be relying on, they're not all cutting it. Um, I mean, I'm sure you're going to bring this up, but like Aubameyang, I don't know what's happened with him. I don't know where his head's at. So uh, for me, I think the owner, the ownership is a problem, but I'm not entirely convinced because obviously recently as well, there's been more like sort of talk about Daniel Wack and apparently supposedly coming in with another bid. I think we need to look at the the bigger problem here. I don't because I, I I'm not sure that like he'll get any more wheels in motion than what the Cronkies do. They're spending money, but we. They're just not doing it quick enough. We've had, we've had so the, the transfer window's been open since June. I get there was Euros, but I've not seen one player we've been linked with that even went to the Euros. So it's 
for me, the problem is a lot. I know it sounds silly, but it's a lot higher than the ownership. Yeah. Yeah. Um, totally. Alex, you mentioned, Alex, that you don't think it's Arteta's fault. But judging from social media, um, you know, you, you see the new, that Arteta is trending again uh, yeah, yeah. After, after Arsenal lose. Um, where, where do you stand? I suppose the crux of the question is, do you trust the process? Sam, Sam was actually a big Arteta like you were a big Arteta fan when, yeah, when they signed him Sam was, he was back in the process <laughs> yeah at one point things obviously have changed but there is clearly a process but do you um, well, like Sam said you back it yeah I mean I think he's a good man for the job I'm not going to say right man if you would have asked me before the Europa League um, I definitely would have said like being Arteta in so that I'm confident but he really disappointed me with that because there were so many things he got wrong when we were knocked out of the Europa League, which he very easily could have just not. Um, and I mean, us being in the final against Man United would have been brilliant. Like to go and win the Europa League against them would have really, you know, put a set in stone and shown that, you know, we are still contenders. We've just knocked out one of the biggest clubs in England in a European trophy. And that really changed my motive and my intention with Arsenal because... I was so shocked at just the way he'd taken such an important game and made such reckless decisions. So I think he throws himself under the bus, I think, feel like sometimes, because there are such easy things he can do. Things like uh, like making a substitution 15 minutes earlier. He could just do it. And it, and it does make that change. And he just holds back. Um, and sometimes I feel like he just makes reckless decisions in terms of the lineup in the first place. I don't feel like he knows what to do with his team yet. And he's had a long time now to get to know these teams. It's not like we're full of so much talent. Um, like, you know, there could be a lot bigger like weight on your shoulders where you've got more and better players in there. He hasn't got a lot to work with, so he should be getting this right. And my problem is when we become a top four um, team again, which I think we will at one point, I'm just not sure when, how... How is he going to manage to cope with that when we've got like real, real stars in there and you're you're putting the likes of, I don't know, El Nenny and you're leaving people like Pai on the bench or Jacker on the bench or you're you're not starting Pepe and you're starting with William. Like just small decisions like that. Mm. And it's like we, we're going to end up, if we do end up signing bigger and better players, they won't put up a bit. And he'll just lose the dressing room. That's my that's my problem, my thought on it. Or I feel like he just I don't have faith in him at the moment to do the right thing by the players, and that's the big problem. Because if I can't trust him to to even put out the right eleven, then you know it's, it all goes it all goes crashing down from there. Unfortunately, hmm. um, we are slowly running out of time. Uh, but I just want to sort of get I'm asking everybody this uh, two questions before we go. Uh, first one, your sort of star man, the man to watch this season. Because for me personally, um, it's not Aubameyang anymore. Everybody mentions Aubameyang. Mm-hmm. He's on all the Sky Sports promos. Mm-hmm. For me, it's got to be Bakayo Saka. I mean, I know he had the setback with Euros, but I just think he's going to... I don't think that was a setback at all. It was, he, he, missed, yeah. he missed a penalty. That was all it was. You know, obviously it was in the final and he had his repercussions and racism totally disgusting and all that wasn't a setback he got all the way to the final and he outplayed almost every other England player on that field not everyone but you know at 19 years of age way, yeah. Yeah. yeah agreed yeah uh, 100% I think, I'd say him or Pepe for me yeah I, I I agree it wasn't a setback I don't think it'll um, 
knock him. I think if anything, it will rise him further up, further on because he'll have seen all the love and appreciation that mm. every fan has shown him and, and deservedly. Uh, all we saw this summer, was, I wasn't expecting him to get many minutes for England, but he started like two or three games. So I'm completely chuffed for him, to be honest. Um, I thought him, I would, I, at the beginning, I wasn't really too bothered about him not going because I thought he won't play much anyway. But yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with Pepe. I feel like Pepe is just, he knows how to cut inside and I feel like Pepe is a lot, a lot stronger. Um, and I feel like he's just got that sort of ability to, to cut in and I think he'll be scoring goals again this season. Saka will have a good season though. Um, but obviously he's played a lot of football, so it's going to take him some time. He's not even back in training yet either. Yeah. So he's, but yeah, I think Pepe is the man to watch for me this season. I think for all we said about Arsenal, they have they've got some talented young players. You know, you've got Saka, you've got Milan mm. Niles, you know, Smith Rowe as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Eddie and Ketier as well. So you know, as as bleak as it looks now, there is there is quite a bright future coming through at Arsenal. It's just whether or not definitely we can, can stay bright. You know what I mean? Mm, it's just a light at the end of the tunnel, but yeah, it's just exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's about trusting the process, <laughs> whether that's our tactics or not. Um, just quickly before we go, uh, we mentioned eighth place finish last year. Do you want to put your neck on the line? Give us a number where you think you're going to finish this year. Right now, based on the team we've got, sixth, but I'm hoping fifth. To be fair, I don't think six, given the, I think it's the question, top six last year, yeah. I don't think six is that bad for an Arsenal team who are going through such a rebuild. Personally, mm. uh, maybe as a fan you think differently, but as a neutral, I think if you compare the actual teams, and I think I think there's teams in even Leicester. I'd probably take man for man at the moment over Arsenal. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think I think a top six finish would be would would be well in for them. Really, I think you. I think Europe would be fair. I think Europe would be fair. Mm. I'm, we'll I'm, see. I'm hoping so. Yeah, yeah. The um. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's all of, next Friday will, will completely t- tell me what if, yeah. if nothing <laughs> happened by next Friday and we're, uh, oh, sorry, two weeks Friday and we're still sitting there with certain players to, to sign, then we are in trouble. That's when I'm thinking, okay, well, transfer window ends at the end of the month, you know, get your ass in gear. Yeah. Well, um, we'll see. Yeah, I think uh, I think that wraps it up. Dennis, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Thank you for Thank joining you so us. much for coming. Um, no worries. Would you Boys. like a couple of moments just to plug uh, what whatever? Tell us where you can uh, where people can find you. Yeah, um, so I've got my own channel, Sideline Talk Podcast, which uh, will be back on the twelfth of August. We're having a bit of a break because uh, we did some content during the Euros, but yeah, that will be back soon. And I'm also doing some Arsenal content on Rivalry Side TV, which is just a bunch of lads talking things Liverpool, West Ham, Leicester. And um, and obviously Arsenal now as well, um, and Tottenham. Uh, so yeah, it's quite interesting. Gets a bit spicy, but yeah. Cheers for having me on, guys. Um, I'm sure we'll do something uh, this season on my channel. And absolutely, yeah. be a pleasure. Thanks for the chat. No problem at all. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, no worries. And, cheers, boys. Uh, cheers, and thank you guys for listening. Uh, it's been it's been a, it's been a fun one. It's been an interesting one. Uh, let a us lot know of insight. Yeah, yeah. No, do you trust the process, Arsenal fans? Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Send Them Off Podcast, Twitter at Send Them Off Pod, and everywhere in between if you just search for Send Them Off Podcast. Thank you. Um, tomorrow, I think, is the Wolves preview. So stick around for that. And uh, we'll see you soon. Is that the first time in, like, I don't know, since the first one we've done, you actually knew what was coming? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought so, yeah. Fair play. Well done. Anyway, uh, yeah, we'll leave you tuned out. Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you soon. Take care.